everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we have been losing musical legends, musical greats, uh, left and right. Uh, (laughs) Tony Bennett passed not too long ago. And then this week, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, you know, it's funny. Sinead, uh, she didn't make big waves in the music world. People thought she was gonna, Mm. but uh, she made one enormous uh wave and and we're <laughs> tsunami of sorts yes exactly uh we're, yeah we're gonna talk about the legacy of of that act of uh Indeed. for the for you younger folk or those who don't recall she tore up a picture of the pope on live television and doesn't that sound shocking oh my god Are like, you, is your mind blown well Are you horribly offended <laughs> well 90s america was not ready for it <laughs> at all no nor so. was joe pesci but we'll get to it <laughs> all right uh first we have some uh news that we need to talk about dan various news um i'm, I'm just gonna let's this is an ongoing story uh about uh quran built uh um, burning in yeah. sweden and i i just want to i want to give credit where credit's due i think sweden has achieved the impossible Dan, Um, they have brought together Jews and Muslims who have united uh, at a rally uh, this past week to denounce desecration of sacred texts. Um, The this was uh, organized by the combat anti-Semitism movement or CAM, and they uh, held a virtual global Jewish Muslim solidarity rally. Uh huh. And. And they brought together about two dozen uh, distinguished religious leaders and activists from around the world, from places like the United States, the United mm-hmm. Kingdom, Sweden, Israel, United, United Arab Emirates, India, and Panama. Um, well, you, one couldn't <laughs> not include Panama. Um, and yeah, they... What, uh, what with their oversized presence on the world stage... <laughs> It's an important canal. Yeah. yeah, well, that's true. It's very, very, very important. Uh, yeah, they got together to share messages of unity and mutual respect. Let's see. This is a quote. It says, over the past... Oh, this is actually... A, I wanted to quote this part of the article verbatim because this was... There, there's some, uh, some bias in this article. Uh, what? <laughs> the hell you say (laughs) over the past several weeks attitudes in europe and in sweden and denmark in particular have challenged basic respect for the religious beliefs of other and common decency in general it points out that qurans and other um, abrahamic texts have been uh, burned and faced threats and uh, and quote with the situation seeming to escalate by the day <laughs> um, yeah i wonder who's responsible for that i know uh and literally thousands of viewers attended uh the rally um mm. it, it's, it's good just, they got together they they're united in victimhood well um, yeah what, and, what they uh, realized is that like wait if they can burn their book <laughs> what's to stop them from burning our book and ours is actually important yeah. not unlike their stupid thing yeah yeah the, from this is from the uh, ceo of cam uh, sasha reutman dratwa in his opening remarks he said these despicable provocations desecrating what we all hold sacred uh, are meant to incite hatred between us uh, i mean do you all hold sacred each other's books yeah i don't no. think so Right. No, you don't. You no. big fat liar. Right. And also, you, I don't think you get to decide what it's what the what they're trying to do when they do this. <laughs> I think no. it's meant to in, Dan. They're inciting hatred between them. Yeah, between the groups. Yeah, exactly. Me burning a like an ex-Muslim burning a Quran mm-hmm. is meant to incite hatred between 
Muslims and Jews. That's obvious. <laughs> what I love, I mean, of course, I did not tune in to the rally, but I read the whole article about it. Yeah. Um, and nowhere uh, did the article acknowledge, right, the fact that, you know, these uh, events are taking place in Western societies that, you know, where where people uh you know uh, of their faiths are allowed to go and practice their religion right yeah. freely right yeah. and that those freedoms are the are essentially the same freedoms that allow these other people to do things that, that they Protest. find yeah offensive right yeah they're all I, it's all the same set of 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 freedoms and exactly and 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 they 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 don't see that and and in fact whenever and we've talked about we talked about it last week on the show and it's been a recurring theme lately that when it doesn't matter the the conservative religious group when they get in in a majority they get into power and then they 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 take away rights from others yeah right because they don't see the value in the the exact same rights that that gave them freedom right Right. they they only care about their majority and their power they were waiting for themselves to Mm -hmm. have rights yeah and then once that happens uh they want to make sure that they are that they get to consolidate that power just among themselves and other people don't get to do anything right and in the meantime they will scream and shout about respect and and uh demanding for for equal protection and equal rights right which when which what they really want is entirely unequal right that the goal is unequal right. right in the meantime though we'll take the equal yeah that serves our purpose yeah. in the meantime yeah so oh, so thank Lord. you sweden you you've yeah. united jews and, we'll and muslims get, and we'll get back to this same concept uh only later in the show like the whole Sinead O'Connor thing is the same fucking thing uh-huh. yeah so we'll get back to to that uh but from a 90s perspective <laughs> later in the show um I'm uh, so I don't know if you read the news uh this I'm this is not the story I'm talking about today but uh Israel is now Saudi Arabia I don't know if you what? caught what happened there but the Knesset which is Israel's oh, uh yeah. parliament just passed laws. Why can't they just call it that? Right. Parliament. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, the Knesset has now sort of neutered their Supreme Court yeah. uh, and and eliminated any checks and balances against them. That's terrible. It's not a democracy anymore. Congratulations, Israel. You are, now, you are now Saudi Arabia. You're a theocracy. Uh, and that's awesome. I don't know how that's going to affect uh, what I what I uh, the story that I am going to be talking about, which is, and you and I have talked about this on the show before. Basically, uh, because Orthodox Jews are the equivalent of the uh, incredibly loud right wing nutballs of the uh, of of the United States in Israel. Yeah, uh, the, you know, it doesn't matter if they're in the min- minority; they scream and shout if anything goes in a way that they don't want. You know, mm-hmm. if if, for instance, Bud Light put a trans person on their on their can, which never actually happened; they just did one can. Anyway, uh, the the version of that in Israel is that the Orthodox Jewish community screams and shouts. If anyone puts up a picture, a billboard, an advertisement with women on it. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this, but women are somehow nasty, dirty things that only that should only be seen if they're your wife, apparently. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, it's not modest to show women uh, in doing things on advertising. So to combat this, uh, attitude and you know and big mainstream companies have caved and then uh, rescinded their caving to this pressure. Groups like IKEA took oh. they I, IKEA at one point. I think we this is the story we we reported on a few years back was that IKEA had produced it's a different catalog for Israel that like 
took the women out. And then there was a lot of pressure. And they oh, put it back in. okay. Yeah, uh, I think so. I, yeah. So a gr- a small group has has now, in order to combat this, has has now uh, put together, started a photo bank of Jewish women and their families. Basically, it's 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 they call it the Jewish Life Photo Bank. It is, uh, it's it's what do you call those? Stock photos mm. that you can mm-hmm. for purchase, right? Of just people. You know what I mean? Like friends around a table or a couple looking at a laptop or like, you know, a kid celebrating a birthday or whatever. This sounds controversial, um, Dan. But it's got lady Jews in it. So like, oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. And is this causing a stir amongst the. I mean, Orthodox the- Jews. It's not, mm. but like the use of the photos is the problem. So they're trying <laughs> to encourage people to use these photos and that will cause a stir. And frankly, there's a whole like a whole spate of new laws being introduced in the Knesset that will probably make it. The, I mean, they'll probably just outlaw women altogether. <laughs> it's already a problematic state. Like they used to be very proud of their their democracy mm-hmm. in Israel. And now like I, I know a person in Israel uh, who recently had to go to Cyprus to get married. Jesus. Just a day trip, just there and back. Right. Because they didn't want to have to get permission from the, the Orthodox Jews. You know, there's, there's like, you literally have to get, you have to do a religious wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there and it's just like what the fuck you guys what whatever happened to your secular your secular government it's gone yeah they're saudi arabia now but jewish well all right good for them they dan they got what they wanted yeah they did it or at least a few of a few people got what they wanted and make no mistake this is exactly what the right wing of the united states wants Mm -hmm. only they want it to look to be Christian, just just one of the di- one of the other uh, Abrahamic religions. Oh, good God! All right, Dan. Um, let's see. Well, this is a fun story. Oh, I like a fun story about people getting along, Dan. Oh, actually, not that a, happens. Not at all. In fact, oh, okay. Um, this is a story about a um, Unitarian Universalist church in they're famous for getting along they get along wonderfully right (laughs) they they are not the problem here um down in plano texas Uh um that was uh the uh target of a firebomb attack um where um an incendiary let's see a incendiary device with a chemical accelerant was thrown were placed at the front doors of the main church building, which then uh, caught fire. Um, nobody was injured, uh, and the the fire was spotted pretty quickly. Apparently, and the fire the fire department got out there and was able to extinguish it before uh, engulfing the entire building. Okay. Um, so, okay, you know, crisis averted or disaster averted, whatever for these Unitarian Universalists. Which, okay, if you guys don't know who the UUs are, they are the most, or I guess I should say the least (laughs) (laughs) religious church that you could possibly ever come across. They get, they get, they, there is some nominal idea of a supreme being, maybe kind of, it sort of comes from a Christian tradition, kind of, they're they're the religion that forgot to (laughs) relige. And they're just, they just are open to everyone. Gays are welcome. Atheists are welcome. They don't care. Right. It's just about, community and doing a little like like don't they like light a candle or something (laughs) um i don't know they 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 do something that's just like oh cool you you lit a candle and sang a song that had nothing to do with anything yeah because you've 
taken religion out of everything. Anyway. Yeah. So these folks down in Texas were the target of, yeah. of, uh, of hate, uh, and this, um, and the church itself is drawing a connection rightly or wrongly. I don't know, but it's, uh, NBC news picked it up and ran with it. Um, the, the, the church, they posted on their Facebook page that they are quote, reviewing building security and working with the Plano police department since the intrusion of a hate group in the church building during, uh, and after worship service on June 25th, that group had posted video of their activities inside the church on various social media sites. Oh, um, Oh dear. The video in, in question, uh, features three YouTubers, uh, Bo Alford being one of them as well (laughs) as Cassidy Campbell. And then some third guy that isn't named who (laughs) quote pretended to be LGBTQ. That's their word, right? This is in their description. They went into pretending to be LGBTQ, uh, with the goal of testing the church's theology and exposing false teachers. Oh and my God. The picture of these guys posing as three young gay men who nobody thought were actually gay. They just <laughs> barged into this church with their camera, right? Doing yeah. their little YouTube shtick. And was it uh, during service? Uh, I think they went in during service and then sort of engaged or maybe more like confronted uh, members in sort of the after church, like hangout that they were probably doing. Sure. During, during the coffee time. Afterwards. Sure. Yeah. And so their version of gay, one of them is trying to do maybe like pretty boy look a little okay. bit, not very effectively. Another one is wearing a rainbow t-shirt. And the third one oh, Lord. is, I don't think he, he didn't, he didn't try to do a costume. So uh, I'm terrified to know what he was doing to try to be gay. But looking at the photo, you no informed person about gay people would go. <laughs> yeah, these three are gay. Right. Anyway, so the, the church is highly suspicious uh, because this group was, you know, they called the church pagan and satanic. The this uh, bow fellow, Bo Alford, he goes by Bo Diddle on uh uh-huh. on social media he uh yeah they were very belittling of uh the unitarian universalists and shocking you know and now they've issued a statement saying that oh our prayers go out to anyone blah 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 but um yeah so yeah. who knows who knows who is responsible probably not the three youtubers right they didn't go do this no but people who watch them right and who are influenced by the influencers who knows but the the the, what's more important is that the unitarian universalists were the targets of an act of hate right yeah a threatening act of one that was meant to to destroy their their church right yeah literally like no small act right yeah and uh and again if 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 they meaning all the religious people out there if they all were like the unitarian universalists i wouldn't i'd be like fine the whole world can be religious except me i wouldn't care right Mm. because they're they're so innocuous they're so harmless right um as a group and that's the harm that they do well yeah they're not strident and gay hating so wow i just looked up the i because i wanted to see these youtubers and <laughs> the photo with first of first of all uh, a boy named cassidy uh, I, I, that's a thing i don't know about that but <laughs> this uh this but he's got he's he's doing a sort of limp wristy sort of thing mm-hmm. in this in the shot mm-hmm. and it's just and it looks more like he's doing like Tyrannosaurus arms or whatever. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. also we like 
no one makes fun of gay people with the limp wrist thing anymore. No. That is that is like 1996. That is so over. Yeah. And if you're oh my goodness. I know. And it's upsetting that they don't know how to make fun of gay people in a, in a modern context. I know. Why, why does that upset me? That your <laughs> that your taunts are are old. <laughs> Well, what would be an appropriate taunt now? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. You, I, I mean, like, go to the gym and work out a lot and then, and then get big muscles and then, and, then and you're then, being gay. Yeah. And that's, look how gay that's, you're being with your big muscles. I know. Yeah. And that's clearly <laughs> all of us, Dan. So, no, I'm just, I, I'm going for a stereotypes <laughs> here. That's, that's the whole point. Obviously, uh, you don't have big muscles, Frank. No, I don't. <laughs> I am not no. a gym, a gym gay. You're not a gym gay. Nope. Yep. All right. Well, poor universalists, uni- Unitarians. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a little bit about a new poll that comes out. Now we, we do polls all the time. We love them. And here's the thing: I always have a problem with the polls. What? I have lots of problems with the polls. What Oftentimes, kind of, what? the, uh, the the questions are worded in a way that will not come up with the an- the with, with solid answers and the other thing is that like mo- all of these polls mm. are done via phone calls yeah and most people don't have published phone numbers anymore yeah so they can't call ev- like the only people they can call are people with landlines at this point and that's like old people yeah it's hard it anyway I just, very, Dan, what I, I like about polls is when they <laughs> confirm my biases. That's what I like. Well, that's, that's the best part. <laughs> that is the best part about polls. Uh, so anyway, Gallup came out with a new poll. It, it talks about sort of belief in various spiritual entities. Oh. Obviously, God is one of those entities. Uh, and then <laughs> angels and heaven and hell and then the devil. Mm, okay. Um, and no one's going to be shocked by the numbers on this. Uh, 74% of Americans say they believe in God. 14% are not sure. And then a whopping 12% come in at don't believe in God, which is a pretty high number. Uh, They're actually reporting 12% don't believe? 12% self-reported that they don't believe in God. That's a dramatic improvement. That's a huge number. Yeah. Even that, I'm, and I'm going to get into this, uh, I think even that is very low, and I'll get into why I think mm, that. Okay. Um, the really funny thing is that when you get to the devil and to hell, and this is just a quirk of human brains, we're much more likely to believe in nice things than in scary things. Mm-hmm. So, like, even people who believe it, like 74 people, 74% of people believe in God and... of people believe in hell and, you know, 58% of people believe in the devil. Hmm. Hmm. That is a pretty dramatic difference. Uh, Because if you believe in God, presumably you believe in like the book that he, (laughs) that he comes in. I don't know. Uh, and, and only 69% of people believe in angels and only 67% of people believe in heaven. Like 74% of people believe in God, but 67% believe in heaven. I don't know. It's a weird, it's weird that those numbers don't line up so much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to say, right? Like what yeah. at all, like, what, but you had problems with some of the questions. Did you say? No, not in this one. Oh, in this okay. one, I, I like this one's pretty straightforward. They mm. literally just say, "Do you believe in blah blah blah?" <laughs> but what I have a problem with is that because there's such a stigma about non-belief mm. in this country, mm. and about and 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 atheism has such a a a, a stank on it, um, socially speaking, it's problematic. To ask that question, even if it's a, uh, you know, even if people are assured that it is an, uh, you know, an anonymous poll, mm. they end up being, a lot of people end up being reticent to say that they don't believe in a God. So you think so, they're saying, well, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not, 
Yeah, I believe in God. Sure. You think yeah, it's sort I, of that sort of like, oh, well, and, I mean. And the way that I confirm that mm-hmm. is that back in 2017, and I don't even, this may have slipped past us, but I was doing some research on this. There was a really interesting uh, study that came out by out of uh, the University of Kentucky's psychology department. And the way that they went about trying to determine how many atheists there are. And by atheist, the way they're defining atheist is sort of the same way that I would define atheist, but it's not definitive. You know, there are lots of different ways that that word is used. But the way that they're using it is to say uh, a person that has no belief in God, Mm. does not believe in God. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they went about it a different way. They didn't ask that question. What they did was they asked a series of questions and said, how many of these questions do you agree with? Oh. And then and they did a control group where they asked all of the same questions except the God question. Mm. And then they did a test group where they asked, where they asked all of the questions and the God question. Okay. So it's just one of the questions. You know, these are questions like, I have a dog, and I, you know, do you have a dog? Or, you know, what... That sort of question. Okay. And uh, and so you don't have to admit which of the questions you do and don't. You are answering yes to and you aren't answering yes to. So the person asking you the question doesn't know if the question that you're answering is I believe in God or not. And then they compare those numbers against the control numbers and they can come up with a probability for how what what the probable number of uh atheists is mm. among that group and it's high it could be as high as 30% wow which i think is fascinating it, i think i think it was like 90% or or 99% pos- surety that it's over 11% hmm. and then 80% sh- uh probable probability that it's over 20 percent hmm so i mean this is getting to the problem of sort of self-identifying as you know catholic protestant mormon atheist right right because that a lot of those mormons might actually not believe in god well that's interesting and yeah That's possible. Because if you if if the number is possibly as high as 30%, that's almost the number of nuns. And we know that a lot of nuns actually do still hold on to some kind of god belief, right? Or some of them. Yeah. yeah. Some of, that's what I said, not Yeah. That's so yeah, it's like it is likely that a quarter of Americans do not believe in god. That's rem- that no is, matter how they would otherwise that, identify <clears throat> if asked right. point blank. And if they are, and yeah, if they're asked point blank, it's unlikely that a quarter of them will say, I don't believe in God. Right. But if you sneak it past them, if you get, if you provide them with a, with a way to, to, to say it without saying it, right. Without it, you know, to admit it uh, in a way that they don't have to even say it out loud. Uh, yeah. It's, it's well over a quarter. Wow. I think. That's very interesting. I hope that's but, true, but we need if if it is true, we really really need to work on visibility. Yeah, because that's what's going to get these people feeling like they can actually just accept it about themselves, right? Because right. if they if they have neighbors and coworkers and just, you know, cousin whoever, right? Yeah. who's just honest and open about their atheism, um, and they're a good person, right? Mm-hmm. Like it gives them space, you know, to to accept it about themselves. A hundred percent. And that's why, you know, only you know your situation and only you can decide whether you can, uh, how open you can be about it. But boy, those, anyone who can be needs to be. So. Yeah, use the word atheist yeah. happily, smile with a smile on your face. Don't apologize for it. Yeah, be be proud, be happy, be out. Yeah, totally. It's a uh, it's a uh, 
it's important. We'll keep beating that drum. Sorry if if it sounds repetitive. We're just we we got to keep <laughs> it's beating just important. the drum. It's important. All right, yep. Dan. Here's an update. A little story that we covered uh, last year about the Iranian chess player uh, Sarah uh, Kadem, okay. uh, who competed without wearing a hijab um, at uh, the uh, FIDE World Rapid and Blitz Chess Championship uh, in Kazakhstan in uh, right. December 2022. The fact that she was not wearing a hijab and is from Iran uh, is actually a really big deal because Iran doesn't let you do that. Um, right. Even if you're not in Iran, you can't be out in the world as an athlete. Um, Showing everybody your damn hair like a, like a hua. <laughs> God. Um, and uh, Iran actually issued an arrest warrant uh, okay. against her. And she did not go home. This is, this, well, this is the detail that we did not know at the time. Yeah. Um, she has been living in Spain ever since. And, and this is pretty quick turnaround. I have to uh, say kudos to the Spanish government. Uh, she has been granted, they have acknowledged the exceptional circumstances of her situation and they have uh, granted her Spanish nationality. So well, she, good. she has a place to be. She does not have to go home to a country that would imprison her for being a, a, a non hijab wearing woman. Uh, filthy, filthy hair show. <laughs> uh, but she, you know, the she is uh, considered part of a group of um, of women uh, athletes and people who competed in international events in who did not wear hijabs in protest of um, the um, death of uh, Masa Amini. Uh, the 22-year-old yeah. Kurdish-Iranian woman uh, who died last September after being detained by the country's morality police for not wearing a hijab. Uh, that, that incident led to months of protests um, against the regime, quite large protests. And it seems like they've those protests aren't happening and anymore and things have well, gone back to how they, they were. They, and, they finally got every all of those women rounded up and and carted away to jail so yeah now, now things can finally go back to the way and, they were supposed to yeah be. and everyone else is scared into submission and and so this is this is wonderful wonderful news and uh and i'm really happy that i stumbled upon this update about her so yeah to know what happened yeah i hope her spanish is good well i mean uh, you, you take classes dan you do no it's great thank goodness she's safe that's yeah. all the the yeah and and in a nice country i really like spain yeah um all right well i'm gonna close this out there has been trouble uh my friend the mm -hmm. fox news bastion of right-wing nut jobbery here in these united states yeah not quite as nut jobby as uh as some pretend news outlets but uh of the of the major news outlets it is our nut jobbiest by far but there are those on the right who are appalled and uh, and horrified to learn that fox news is in league with the devil no how do they find out <laughs> well not the way that we know that they're in league with the devil but rather <laughs> Uh, some breaking news came out of, uh, I think the blaze. Oh, the is, blaze. Which yeah. is one of those other, one of those, one of those even nuttier nut job <laughs> outlets, uh, which, which, uh, blew the whistle on this thing. Apparently what the deal is, is that Fox news has a, a, a program that I'm actually genuinely shocked to learn about, which is that they are willing to match gifts by any full-time uh, employee to 501c3 nonprofit groups. Oh, okay. Uh, up to $1,000. And there are some uh, some rules and restrictions on that. 
which also surprised me, which is to say that Fox won't allow donations to organizations that are political or religious or fraternal in nature. Okay. So you, so like, you know, you can't make Fox match your, uh, your contribution to your church. Okay. Or match your contribution to uh, a political organization with uh, one caveat, which is that the Republican Fo- party, the- right? This says Fox will consider, this is apparently from their website, the, the website that, that tells their employees about this. So mm. this is an internal mm. website. Okay. Fox will consider matching gifts to programs operated by faith-based organizations if those programs, A, are open to all individuals in the community regardless of religious belief, Mm -hmm. B, serve a secular purpose such as a food pantry or a homeless shelter, and C, do not require individuals to join in religious worship to receive the services that the nonprofit offers. What the hell? That is a great fucking rule. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Fox got that entirely right. I'm just going to point that out. Fox News actually got that right. I couldn't have written that any better. I I think. Oh, Um, but 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 clearly, clearly this is not good enough for some people. Well, what it has done is left left open uh, the door for one particular group that does secular based stuff that doesn't that meets all of those requirements. Namely, the Satanic Temple. Oh, what? <laughs> Did somebody donate to the Satanic Temple? Uh, we is, don't know that, oh, but we know that okay. they can. Oh. We know that that is one of the ones that they will match. <laughs> and so it's, so, will somebody please go and get a job at Fox News and make them give $1,000 to the Satanic Temple? That would be amazing. <laughs> So did did some religious types figure this? Who figured this out? Well, whistleblowers from within Fox approached apparently the blaze uh, on the condition of anonymity to uh, to to point out, and they they actually you know the the way that the blaze covered this is great because they they treated it like 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 they were exposing some horrific thing, and it, like oh you're exposing that Fox News has a charitable association like as a charitable side that's quite quite the exclusive you got there Uh, and you know in in fairness a lot of major corporations have this kind of a program mm -hmm. and it's nice it's a nice thing to do um but yes the fact that the satanic temple could be the recipient of a thousand dollars worth of fox news money became a very very big scandal well for some people yeah someone someone needs to follow through with that yeah yeah and actually do it did they check with the satanic temple to see if they've ever received any uh fox news money apparently that is unlikely to have ever happened oh okay according to lucian greaves okay but uh i like that it's a possibility <laughs> that, that, that tickles me uh, indeed. Some, somebody, or you know what? Even even better, donate to that uh, Unitarian Universalist somewhere uh, church that got firebombed. Make mm. make Fox pay for them to get fixed up. Because yeah. I guarantee you, they have some sort of program that that fits into that those strictures. Anyway, there you go. Foxes of the devil. You and I already knew it, but now <laughs> the conservatives are finding out. <laughs> they just can't win these days. Yeah, poor Fox. Friends, if you at home uh, ha- would like to comment on Fox News or any of the things that we've talked about this episode, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. We'd love to hear your voice. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Franklin, Dan, I I don't know what your views on uh, the sin of divorce are. <laughs> um, I know that wildly sinful. 
Is it? it I should, it, be, should be banned for the for the good of society. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and the children being raised in those in 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 those households. I'm pretty sure the Bible says something about divorce not being great. But you know, anything the Bible says, some dickhead in the United States is going to take and make much much worse. <laughs> so, uh we have just such a dickhead today. This is a Christian a preacher named Duncan Urbanek of the Pure Words no. Baptist Church in Houston. Okay. And uh and let's just listen to uh to how far you can take the prohibition on divorce. So if you've been married for a period of time and you just don't like your spouse, you don't get along together and you hate each other's guts or they are unfaithful to you, I'm sorry, but you cannot divorce them. It doesn't matter what the cause is, what God had joined together, let not man put us under. I don't even care if the person is a reprobate and they hate God and they hate you and they, if, even if they're like an ax murderer, you cannot legally divorce them in the sight of God. Now, here's the thing. If, if you know, your spouse turns out to be some kind of reprobate, axe murderer, then I'm not going to stay in the same house. <laughs> you know, I'm going to flee and go on the other side of the world. But you know what I'm not, you know, what you shouldn't do is divorce them because that would be adultery, right? You would just essentially separate from that person because you're in danger of your life. I mean, if they're abusing your children, get away from that person. But you know what? You wouldn't have the grounds to actually get a divorce. You would just separate from that person, protect yourself and your family. Even in that extreme situation, you still don't have the ability to get a divorce. Well, there you go. <sighs> no divorces, please. Please and thank you. You can't. But what if you're married to a reprobate? Or an axe murderer? <laughs> A fucking axe murder. You're like, uh, well, I can't help it. He's my husband. <laughs> God love him and so do I. <laughs> that that's some like even the Catholics are like, damn on that one. <laughs> that is some that is some like hardcore shit right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh Christians. Christians be cray. I think that's uh, one of the themes of our show. Oh, God. Well, we had some folks write into us, mm. uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read those writings. Excellent. So that, that's what we do at this part of the show. Uh, Maddie wrote into us. Maddie says, hey there, Frank and Dan. It's Maddie from Texas. I'm struggling as an atheist right now. My three-year-old dog, Artemis, is dying from an aggressive mass in her chest. Aww. Oh, man. Surgery isn't an option. The best plan is to keep her happy and comfortable until it's time to go. As an atheist, I don't believe in an afterlife. Life is unfortunately brief for most, and this time on Earth is all you get. But it really fucking sucks! And when you're living the reality of a loved one's time on earth being uh, being the, the epitome of brief. Yeah. When I was still stuck in the evangelical religious cult I grew up in, I, it was incredibly comforting thinking about how all the pets I would have had on earth uh, would, would be with me in heaven, in eternal life. Uh, atheism doesn't have any of these comforts, only the cold comforts of reasoning and science. Hmm. So it's been understandably rough for me. I'm doing everything I can to enjoy the moments I still have with Artemis. Uh, I did a photo shoot with a great photographer yesterday as, mm. as I'm writing this. Uh, I'm going to throw her a going away party next week. Oh, that's so cute. Artemis absolutely loves people. So to have a bunch of people come over specifically for her is definitely a bucket list item for of hers. Oh. Uh, I'm going to hit some of her other bucket list items and when the time comes, I'm going to let her go. Yeah. And probably fall apart a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, it, you're right. It is tricky. Uh, it is tough when, when, there's no, when there's no afterlife, when there's no promise of more. But the truth is that uh, there never was a real promise of more 
like you know, even if you believe in an afterlife, no matter what, the rest of this life is is spent without the ones that we that we have loved and lost. Yeah. So, so there. So our job as humans, whether we we're believers or not, is to come to terms. Is to is to process our grief, um, feel our feelings. And learn and learn to be uh, okay even in the face of of loss. Yeah, yeah, it's hard it, though. Pets are so it, hard. It is so 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 it, hard. It's desperately hard. And you know, um, and obviously, you know, while it, it it's 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 interesting how much it sticks with you because obviously, like you know, those first few days are so so painful. You know, missing yeah. missing your pet. Um, and then, you know, you learn to live with it and, you know, like it was for a while after my dog Milo passed away. What was that? Like two years ago, year and a half ago, something like that. You know, my, my phone, my iPhone would, would suggest photos, right? You know how it does that where it's like, Oh, two years ago. Oh, here's your furry friends. Right. And I'd be like, Fuck off, Apple! <laughs> I don't want to think about that right now. It's yeah. But then I was going through some papers the other day, and um, I found the actual adoption papers. Oh, from when I got Milo, yeah. because I keep stuff like that, and it the, it's actually the little um, the little printout that they had on the 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 kennel that he was being kept in. Mm. And it said that um, he was good with other dogs and with cats, which I was like, well, maybe he was okay with cats. And then, it, <laughs> and then it said he does not like little children. And I was like, I was like, that was so true. And I probably should have kept that in mind when he when he was a naughty boy. He was a little chihuahua, but he yeah, he was he, a, he could be a cranky little guy. <laughs> yeah, he could. Um, but anyway, yeah. Oh, I f- really feel for you. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's our, a rough time. Our hearts are with you, and uh, and and you know, it's 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 not wrong to grieve. No, uh, that is that is something that you will have that that you will grieve and. Yeah, have your fall apart. Have yeah. your come apart. That's that's okay. Well, I had a little bit of a problem with it's hard to give your yourself full permission um to properly grieve, I think for for your pet because it feels like, you know, uh, is like if my reaction was as though I had lost a dear friend, a human friend, right? Yeah. And and it felt like this is, it's just a dog, right? It's just, I kept, it's just a dog and yeah, it's, it's not, not just a dog. No. And you no. have to give yourself that space and yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I, we can't promise you anything grand and eternal. No. But, uh, but you know, I think it makes, it makes the, uh, the time that we have with our people and our pets yeah. more precious. But you get your memories, you know. Yeah, and you get to look back on that wonderful little dog, and so. Well, and eventually those those pictures that come up mm-hmm. become dear. Oh, instead yeah. of painful. Yeah, absolutely. It just takes. It's just a process. It's just time. Yeah. You just have to. You just have to go through it. Yeah. Only way out is through. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, TJ from Adelaide in Australia wrote in to say, "Hey, Frank and Dan." Uh, I've been an atheist since I was eight. My mother, however, was brought up Anglican and, although never went to church, did believe in God. In the last few years, Mom has said things that lead me to believe that she doesn't believe anymore. The main one being that she envies people with a strong faith uh, that it must be a comfort to them. Mm. She hasn't said anything to my brother, nominally Christian, or sister, full-on happy, clappy Christian, because (laughs) she doesn't... uh, she doesn't want to rock the boat. She will be 80 this year. I'm not sure what has changed her mind. I don't try to impose my beliefs on the family, but I do say when I think things are ridiculous. 
I know I've trotted out the how could a loving God allow children to die of horrible diseases, etc., to my mom on many occasions. I've always supposed that when people get closer to death, the whole afterlife thing becomes more attractive. Mm. I know it did for my dad when he died of cancer 18 years ago. He got my sister's pastor in to pray with him, even though he'd never been inside a church, to my knowledge, and the pastor did the service for us, mm. uh, but, with a, but at a secular venue. At the time, my mom told me not to make a fuss. I wasn't going to, but it was weird. She said funerals were for the living, and it would, be, it would bring comfort to my brother and sister. I also had assumed that it would bring comfort to her, but now I'm not so sure. I think she probably was still slightly religious at that time, but I can't say what's changed in it for her in the intervening years. All this has been to say that boomers can change their minds and end up non-believers. She has become very slightly less conservative, too. She's against locking up refugees. Australia has an appalling record there. And has come around to supporting gay marriage from being, quote, afraid lesbians would jump her bones when I was in my teens. <laughs> what? Perhaps having a lesbian daughter, me, and her partner uh, having a lesbian daughter and daughters-in-law has mellowed her in her old age. Who knows? Those lesbians always trying to jump your bones. That's uh, that's the, the main takeaway of this. Uh, yeah, who knows, man? People... People change people's uh, views and opinions and everything. There's, there's no accounting for it. Uh, but, you know, it might be worth having a conversation about it with her. Could be interesting. Yeah. That'd be, that could be very interesting. Give her, give her some space to sort of express what she does or doesn't believe at this point. You might find some interesting common ground or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you won't. Uh, anyway, now Steve has written into us. Uh, our friend Steve says, Hi, guys. Overall, I agree with your advice not to volunteer for religious organizations. You remember we talked about that mm -hmm. uh, a little bit ago. Um, but I suggest that there can be exceptions. About a mile from my house in Portland, Oregon, is a hospital with a gorgeous atrium where I volunteer once a week as a jazz-slash-pops pianist. My only misgiving is that the Adventist Health owns the damn hospital. Hmm. Believe me, if a secular hospital were nearby, I'd be there instead. But in, but then I'm playing for the patients, uh, their families and overworked employees, not the owners. It's not unusual for someone to tearfully tell me that a loved one a few floors up is struggling to survive and that my noise provided a much needed uplift. Hmm. Let me tell you, it's moving. Hmm. Also cool is that just about as often someone someone asks if I play at church it provides me a great opportunity to say no and explain why not. <laughs> I've actually been to uh, been able to rehabilitate uh, a few folks' view of us horrible heathen scum. Hmm. Oh, that is that's nice. That is nice. And yeah, you know, it's it, look, uh, just because a, a group is religious doesn't mean that it's not okay to to volunteer for them or whatever. I I still have trouble. Uh, I don't want to give money to these organizations, but volunteering is actually a different story. Like if you're like that situation is very clearly cool. Mm. Uh, unless you're loud enough that someone who hates jazz and pops uh, can hear you. And in which case, Steve, you're ruining their, their sick time. <laughs> you're just ruining <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, I doubt that's happening. Dan. I know I'm just being mean. Anyway, uh, <laughs> We, we have some folks to thank, do we not? We do indeed, Dan. Uh, we have two new patrons over on Patreon. Um, we have a new teacher by the name of Julie. Ooh, Julie. Way, way to get out there and teach. <laughs> and we have... I love that uh, the, the, Mormon pro, the, the Mormon designation of teacher has nothing... Like, if, if a teacher in the Mormon church tried to teach you anything... You would just say, shut up, kid, and move on. <laughs> but, yeah. but you can teach people uh, in, our, in our religion. So well done. Uh, now you have magic powers as a teacher. Good job. And we have a new patriarch uh, Ooh. by the name of Megajim. Megajim? Megajim. 
So well, uh, well done, thank Patriarch Megachurch. Patriarch, you, you're you're a Mormon fortune teller. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Get it? Buy a crystal ball. It'll it'll pay off. It'll just, pay for itself in no time. Just as effective and real. Yeah. 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 And if you'd like to join uh, these kind folk, please go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. And as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. Uh, well, Frank. Dan. Uh, the the music world was rocked this week by the announcement of the death of one Shuhada Sadas- Sadakat. Well, if that's what had been announced, Dan, <laughs> nobody, nobody would nobody know have, yeah. that you were talking about Sinead O'Connor. Uh, who, who apparently converted to Islam a yeah, few years back. She's... I did not hear about that. She was a she, character. She she was a bit of a nutball. Uh, it it is a little weird to me that like none of the articles that I saw mentioned her by her chosen name. Uh, hmm. They they dead named her, which is a little weird. Well, uh, I mean, like they, the news wasn't that that whatever name you just said passed away. Right. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the news. The news was the person that you knew as Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Had, 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 had passed. Right. And, uh, but you're right. You would think that they would at least acknowledge that she changed her name. Um, that would probably be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway. so her passing brought to mind and a lot of, um, because the one thing that I think she is probably absolutely best remembered for, for doing yeah. was um, kind of the thing that basically ended her career um, as an international pop sensation was, which was when she went on to Saturday night live, um, which uh, it's in the name, it's live television. Uh, she performed, right? She was the musical number. Right. And at the end of her, her, the song, she tore up a picture of the Pope and I remember time, this happening. Pope John Paul II. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember this happening because it caused quite, quite the stir, right? Yeah. This was in 1992. Yeah. And it was, it was, a, 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 like, it's hard to overstate the reaction to this. Yeah. It was essentially as though someone had, I don't know, burned a Quran in Sweden or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so it, it was a big, big deal. And, yeah. you know, she didn't she didn't do a great job. One of the things you and I talked about uh, in, in, in sort of preparing for the show today was like she didn't do a great job of making it explicit why she was tearing up an image of the Pope. Yeah, even if like she didn't, there must have been some statement because it, it is clear that it was like. Like it was out there, right? As to like yeah. why she did it, which was she was protesting uh, or trying to draw attention to the issue of of uh, priest, you know, sexual se- uh, sexually abusing minors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this was this was before sort of the Boston Globe did their uh, mm-hmm. big expose. This was before people were really acknowledging the the scope and of of the problem. Yeah. It's clear that the information was out there because she knew about it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. but yes, she was so uh, like it literally killed her international pop career. Yeah. Now, she she later claimed that that was great. That was exactly what she wanted. She did not like being a famous person. She wanted she just wanted to be a small musician. Well, I mean, but, then she got her wish, if that's true. But, but you know, she was on a trajectory, and that trajectory came to a screeching halt. Yeah, uh, I, when she did this. Yeah, I mean, it, it is probably a really almost like a, you know, case study in how not to use your celebrity to draw awareness to an issue. 
<laughs> well, yeah, in right? part. Like, because she probably, if she had like consulted PR people, right, and said, hey, I want this to be my issue. Yeah. Right. There might have been, I mean, who knows? They might have been like, you're, you're, you're crazy. You can't, you can't make that your issue. Yeah. But somebody right. maybe could have helped her like soften the blow a little or, bit or and, craft it in a way that like, that it would land. Yeah. Rather than just, rather than the sights being set on her having done something horrific. Yeah. Because it I, would, because yeah, the, the sights should, everybody sh- like should have gone, gosh, I wonder what the Pope did <laughs> that pissed her off. But instead they were like, fuck you. Yeah. You can't, you can't tear up a picture of a guy. No. I, I like that guy. Yeah. So much so that the following week, <laughs> As the history goes, and this was completely forgotten by me, right? I, yeah, this I, was, I, I was unaware this. of this. This was pointed. I saw this pointed out online. Um, it's just the fact that the week after she was on SNL, Joe Pesci was the host. Yeah. And his monologue is basically dedicated to responding to what she had done. And he, he sort of opens it with, you know, showing a, a picture of, or showing that the picture had been you know, taped back together, right? Which he was so proud of. So he was proud so of. he got this shit-eating grin on his face about <laughs> I had somebody put it back together. Yeah, I'm so cool. Yeah, such a defender of, of the Pope. First of all, can I just say when I watched this, um, it was a terrible monologue. He his timing was bad. It was a terrible performance. He doesn't know how to do a comedic monologue at all. Yeah, but the audience was on his side. Oh yeah, because so when he so when he said, you know, it was he he said you know that I don't know why I'm mad about it. Tim Robbins was the host. He it was that was his problem. But if I had been the host, I would have given her such a smack. Yeah, and the, really, that's what he said. And yeah. the audience, this is just. Oh, how times change. The audience <laughs> was right there with him. Yeah. They, they were applauding and cheering. And I mean, that was his big line of the yep. monologue. That's the one that got the big reaction was violence against a woman who was standing up for sexually abused children. Who tore a picture. Yeah. She didn't punch the Pope in the face. Nope. She didn't kick the Pope in the balls. You know what I mean? Like, she desecrated a picture, which apparently was a photograph that her abusive mother had <sighs> that wow. she then tore up in front of in, in front of the world. Unreal. Um, so, I mean, I think I think the, the one of the points to be made here is that this kind of gesture, mm-hmm. whether it be her tearing up a picture of the Pope or burning a Quran or whatever has a lot of power Mm. but it's probably too much power to marshal into a message that you can that you can control yeah Yeah. if a celebrity can't control it surely a you know just a rando in sweden can't control that message yeah and the only message that's going to get out regardless of what your intention is and regardless you know, Sinead did a p- piss poor job of like sort of making it explicit why she was doing it. Right. There was no context but, for the action. Right. Yeah. But even if she had said this is for the children abused by priests or whatever. Yeah. The the gesture's so sort of nuclear in its <laughs> in its power. So dumb. That no one's going to hear it. It's a picture. It's a picture. It's a fucking photograph or it's a fucking book. It's like not, but, but a picture is by, by whatever, whatever degree bad burning your holy book could possibly be tearing in half a picture (sighs) cannot possibly be as high. Right. But in this moment, it was right. Like this really, truly, I mean, to use modern parlance, she was canceled. Right. Yeah. The conservative culture of the day canceled her. That's very true. And, you know, and and and, and, and and applauded anti-Catholic applauded the the one who would have uh, or at least said that he would have, you know, 
been violent toward her. Attacked her. Yeah. And, you know, in today's world, it would have been the exact opposite. Joe Pesci would have been the one canceled, right? And Sinead O'Connor would have been applauded for standing up to, you know, um, the, the questionable authority of the Pope. Except that, yeah, because, but be only because she's not on the van, she wouldn't then be on the vanguard of that. Yeah, fair. Yeah, uh, sure. Of, of that issue. Yeah. The first several people who are, who dare to speak out on an issue are almost invariably just burned at the stake. And then, you know, 10 year, 10 to 20 years later to 30 years later. Right. People say all the same things and everybody's like, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> And it's like a non-issue. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, so, you watch it, and it just sort of seems quaint now. Yeah. Which such is, a, such a, and she's, you know, she was a kid at the time. Yeah. She was in her early 20s or whatever. And, and so. w- people who weren't around at the time, right, you have to understand, she was huge. Oh, yeah. Sinead O'Connor was like, she was absolutely at her peak. And she was the number one artist, right? On like any of the the charts. Her, like, I think her album was like the number one album at the time. Or maybe not specifically right at that time, but like had been. Like, I mean, we all knew how to pronounce the word (laughs) Sinead. That's how big she was. Oh, no, she she was a big, big, big fucking deal. When that happened, I mean, it was, I mean, just shockwaves like yeah. and you know you know little mormon kid in rural oklahoma right like i didn't i didn't get any of what was going on and <laughs> and and the filtering down of like any kind of motive like this was just an offensive thing to the pope right yeah and not that that really went very far again in rural oklahoma but like I remember it just being like, holy fuck, what did she just do? You know? So, yep. so there you go. Uh, little gestures can have big impacts uh, and, and, and sort of impacts that you can't control. So be very careful with your gestures. <laughs> Is that the takeaway? Uh, and, uh, and, but yet also, you know, try to defend those who are on the right side of things. Mm. As they're being slaughtered. Gesticulate carefully, everyone. It's so true. It's so true. Uh, well, uh, if you would like to tell us your feelings about Sinead, uh, no longer Sinead, about uh, Shuhada Sadakat, feel free to do so. Write into us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah, hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.